Council. Joining us now at our studios is Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman. Matt, good morning. Thank you so much for coming in today. Well, good morning, Jeff. Another beautiful June day here on Division Street. Mm-hmm. You had a uh, special, I don't know if it was a special work session. I believe it was. I don't know if that one was originally scheduled uh, last night to talk about facilities and the study that we had mentioned uh, a couple or last week when you were in. Uh, I, before we start that, though, you also did uh, approve hiring a new principal last night, so we officially have one. Yes, and as we uh, discussed last week and as uh, listeners have heard through Rich's reporting, uh, the board officially appointed Shane Beyer as our new high school principal. Uh, he'll begin his work on Friday officially. Again, uh, I'll point listeners to Rich's uh, story from last week, but uh, Mr. Byer's coming to us from the Mankato area public schools where he served in a couple of capacities, including uh, the principal at Mankato East High School. Um, he'd been in South Dakota for a while as a middle school principal, came back to Mankato uh, most recently as an elementary school principal. So we are so excited to have such a highly regarded uh, school leader join our team. I, every day I get a contact from someone else throughout the state who congratulates, uh, congratulates the district on such an excellent hire. His reputation is stellar, and we're so excited to have him as part of our district. All right. Well, the school year is just about ready to start, so I'm sure he'll hit the ground running. <laughs> well, well, it's I only say, June 27th, Jeff. <laughs> Target hasn't even got, given their back-to-school ads. Yeah, I know. Well, you've got uh, a couple of days left before the end of the fiscal school Correct, year. Yes. So the new fiscal school year, so I'll tie it together somehow. I don't All know. the school employees <laughs> who are enjoying their second week or third week, uh, Jeff's wrong. We don't start until late August. You'll come so. back before you know it that's true. <laughs> the summer's going to be gone before you know it that is true uh, no but let's talk about the uh, facilities uh from last night uh you had we, we talked about the facility study you had done and the needs in particular of the uh, northfield high school and uh that was discussed last night can you kind of walk us through what, what the process you're going through yes so i think you know just so for, for folks listening understand a work session is a time uh, for the board to really dig into one or just a couple of issues and it's an opportunity for them in a less formal environment to be able to uh, ask questions and have dialogue uh, about a particular topic and so the focus last night was the high school facility uh, let's go back a little bit um, people might remember in 2017 we had brought a, a bond to the voters uh, that would have built a new high school and would have done elementary projects uh, th that evening, we passed an operating levy, but that bond uh, did not pass. And, and obviously afterwards, we, we learned that really people really struggled with the concept of a new high school and the demolition of the existing high school. 2018, we bat brought back only the projects that were associated with the elementary uh, projects there, and that included the new Greenville Park building and updates to all of the other elementary buildings. That passed substantially with uh, over 60% of voters approving that project. Just want to remind folks that we have completed all of those projects. We completed them on time, on budget, and for less tax impact than what we had said during that 2018 campaign. And I say that because I really think that past performance predicts future performance. And so I think the key thing is that um, once we were able to understand exactly what the community was looking for in those elementary schools, uh, we passed the bond with more than 60%, and we delivered on what we said we were going to do both in terms of the facilities and for the tax impact uh, for the people paying the bills. So we have known there needs to be some work done to the high school, uh, and so we had the board uh, had a task force come together, and uh, the task force met four times uh, in the winter. There were over 30 stakeholders from the community on that task force. It included um, members of the community without children. It included parents. It included 
both licensed and non-licensed staff. Uh, it included administrators, and we worked through it with Wold Architects. So I'm going to read what the charge statement was, just so people know what we were looking for. So the board charged uh, the task force to develop a facilities plan for Northfield High School uh, for a recommendation to the board. It was not the, the facilities uh, com- task force did not make the decision, but they made a recommendation to the board. Um, they wanted the plan to best serve the school district's educational goals, be financially attainable and sustainable, reflect the values and priorities of the communities of Northfield Public Schools, accommodate the district's ninth through 12th grade enrollment in the programs hosted, cover anticipated needs for the next 20 years, as well as recognize major issues beyond that time frame. It needed to align with the school district strategic plan that we've talked about a number of times and recommend optimal use of facilities, accommodate uh, projected enrollment, and support educational delivery along with rationale for recommendations. So, Jeff, that was the charge of the group. They met four times, uh, and they brought forth. We we gave them the parameters of focusing on remodeling, renovation, or addition to the existing building. We know how to calculate what a new high school would cost. We anticipate a new high school for our student body right now would be 118 to 120 million. That's based on the latest construction costs. Um, and our partners at Wold Architects and Engineering's and Knutson and Construction have put that together. So that was the charge for the group. Um, as we the group met. Uh, they wrestled with these things over four different meetings. They had some interesting activities that they did, like a big map of the school, and they could put sticky notes on to say we need to improve this, or they could put an X to say let's demolish this part and build something different. Um, at the end of the day, they came back with a series of recommendations, uh, uh, tiered recommendations, and those tiered recommendations really uh, went in the order of what do we do to the infrastructure, the behind-the-scenes kinds of things that really need to be done for the stewardship of the school. So you, for listeners, you can think of that as kind of things like the uh, uh, HVAC system, the, the heating and ventilation systems, updating those uh, windows. There's you know new windows throughout the building. Anybody who's in the high school knows that those many of those uh, windows are single pane and really uh, should be replaced. Uh, it would be other things like lighting and uh, adjusting um, other kinds of systems within the school, um, flooring, you know, all those kinds of things that you would think about when you're updating a facility to what you would consider to be modern standards. So that was really what the first priorities were. The second priorities had to do with things that would enhance the educational adequacy or the educational delivery in the building. So, you know, things like um, improving bl- building flexibility. That could include things like removing some classrooms to be able to create some more common learning space like we have at Greenville Park and like we have at Northfield Middle School, really trying to replicate the kind of working environment that kids will have you know, in the future. And so some of those kinds of updates would be able to bring the existing building you know, into the 21st century, looking toward the 22nd century in terms of you know, how we deliver education with the flexibility that is needed during the school day. Um, and then the third uh, area of that was around other kinds of updates that would be needed that would, might require some additions. And that was really focused on things like um, updating our music facilities, Jeff. Um, we have two spaces that are original to the building that serve three world-class uh, music groups in terms of our orchestra, our band, and our choir. So we know that there's some updates that are needed there. And then we also just know that we are really behind the curve in the amount of athletic facilities that we have available to the community, specifically around things like court sports, um, basketball, volleyball, uh, you know, potentially even some pickleball and tennis that could be played indoors. But that kind of indoor space, we just lack those same facilities that uh, other schools in the Big Nine have. So that was the really the kind of the three tiers of what the recommendations were. Um, all total, if you did everything, 
that would be around $87 million. Now, um, the board heard, you know, heard this report a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they started to discuss it last night. Let, let's talk about some of those uh, aspects. Number one, uh, when you're you're looking at the music department and such, not having enough room, are we looking at an addition to the high school? Yeah, uh, that that could be part of where the board okay. could go with it. There could be some kind of addition uh, that would include um, music and or some kind of athletic component as well. So, as we said, there are kind of three tiers. There's the fixing the the infrastructure, the mm-hmm. things that we have. Um, the stuff that people wouldn't necessarily notice mostly, of course, except, you know, the, really the windows and the lighting and some of those interior finishes, um, things like renovating. Mm-hmm. That would include things like renovating um, some of the more technical spaces of the building, like the science labs, bringing the science labs up to uh, what is demanded for today and in, in, um, in preparing students to be curious and uh, engage the world in, in an inquiry-based fashion where they are becoming scientists. It would also look at things like the technology and engineering. A lot of people call that the V-Wing, right? Updating that. That would be included in that kind of maintenance or update. Um, that second part would really be about how do we modernize the existing building uh, through renovation. And then that third part would be in those couple of spaces where we are deficient in the amount of room for those programs, specifically music and athletics, what kind of additions could be done to satisfy those needs? Now, from a budgetary standpoint, uh, $87 million for total. Yep. total. Uh, have you divided those three segments into, okay, the uh, number one, the first segment, we're going to need uh, $32 million. The second one, we're going to need $25 million. Has that all been uh, So that's what was out? started last night. So okay. the, during the work session last night, you know, the bo- we reviewed with the board you know, what the task force recommendations were. And we asked board members to start to reflect upon, this is not the first time they've heard this, right? They've been hearing this, you know, over the last several months, received the report in June. And I would say that their discussion really focused, started to hone in on several items. There are several options. There's an option to do nothing um, and just to continue forward with the year-over-year maintenance that we can do with our existing funding. You know, there's on the other end, there's the option of a, a, a brand new school that is still something that could be considered. And then there's this part about renovation and addition. And so... I would say that board members during the work session last night really coalesced around uh, the concept of a doing those basic core infrastructure updates and the possibility of some of those additional updates and those additional um, spaces that might need to be done. So really thinking around um, around forty million dollars, you know, for those infrastructure updates, and then looking at say the next forty million dollars or so. Um, that could be around those modernizing the building and any kind of additions that they might choose. So they did start to coalesce around that kind of option or that kind of discussion about let's make sure that we think about how do we take care of those most basic infrastructure needs. And then that second part of how would we then potentially ask for modernizing the building to the best of our ability given uh, the plant that we have. We know that the building is structurally sound. Uh, we know that the electrical and some of those kinds of service things were updated in the early 2000s. Um, so, you know, while we know that the many people consider the building to be uh, inconvenient in a number of ways, it's obviously a very large facility. Um, it, we understand that people would prefer, some people would prefer to look forward and say, let's just start over. Um, but we, the board also really was clear that they understand the economic situation, you know, that we're talking about over the next couple of years and what would be the most reasonable way to 
get the best facility for our kids and to be good stewards and make sure that the building is operating efficiently. So if you can update things like windows and uh, HVAC systems, that, that has an operational savings, right? So that's a good part, and that goes to our strategic commitment of stewardship. So I would characterize the discussion, Jeff, as them really coalescing around this concept of what I would say infrastructure and then educational adequacy. And just so folks know, school finance in Minnesota, as we've talked many times, is highly regulated. So unlike other taxing jurisdictions, the school board can't just say, we're going to bond for this amount of money. Almost every bond that we would do has to be approved by the voters. So that's something that's, you know, we, of course, take that very seriously. There is the remaining debt from previous projects, around $40 million in existing debt that will be retired in 2024. So I can't tell you specifically which project it is because being good stewards, we've refinanced that debt, Jeff, numerous times over the years to get better interest rates. And we've saved taxpayers literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in that over the last 20 years. Um, but really, think about the middle school, Bridgewater, kind of the, the, that would be really the final payments on those kinds of facilities. So that does mean that the first $40 million of, of any bond would have a very minimal, if any, tax impact. Now, of course, we have to be honest, if that was allowed to be retired um, without uh, you know, coming to the voters for something else, people's taxes would go down. We're going to be, tr- obviously, we are transparent, but it does mean that about the first $40 million of any bond issue would be very close to tax neutral. So what this key part is, is that that discussion about, okay, what is the best pathway forward? Ranging from doing nothing, you know, to uh, a brand new school, which again we want to recognize, a lot of people dream and would love that option, right? Because it would allow you to start fresh. It would allow you, and there's a lot of excitement about that. But the board really started to coalesce around this concept of infrastructure improvements and then renovation to enhance and support modern student learning. That bonding, as you mentioned, does uh, require or will likely require yeah, yeah. a uh, referendum. Uh, are we looking this year? Uh, do they hope to have this in place uh, so they can get the ball rolling for the uh, 2022 campaign? So that is yet to be determined. It, we did talk about the timeline because there is a timeline that you have to have to be able to go uh, in November. So you have to approve the bond language and uh, adopt the referendum it's 79 days before the election. And so that is also part of this, that our job as administrators is to put the board in a position where they have all the tools that they need. So is it possible? Yes, we gave the timeline for what would a November election look like in this case. Um, but there are also other options that could be considered for the future. And so um, that that is part of the discussion, which is really the next step. So the next steps is the board will meet on July 11th in the regular meeting. This will be the main topic for the meeting to further this discussion and to really kind of further hone in on you know, what is the what is the current plan, facilities plan for the future of Northfield High School, how to take care of the building, you know, that we have and enhance it to make sure that it is meeting the needs of modern learners so that we can prepare every student for lifelong success. At the end of the day, every one of our decisions comes back to that. How can we make sure that we're preparing every student for lifelong success? And then, of course, we have to also understand that we have to be good stewards and we have to make sure that it's something that the community can support as well. So we think we're getting uh, closer to that uh, shared and unified vision of what would move forward. More to come at the July 11th meeting. Yeah, was, you're, you're going to have to, I guess, kind of speed that. I mean, there is a timetable if you want to get that on the ballot this year. What you know, they have they've had one work session so far on this. Are, are, are we going to have another one? Or so we actually, we've had two work sessions on two. it, Jeff. Okay. So, um, you know, we've been really working on this for some time. So the board was receiving reports about the facilities task force. Uh, that started back in February. And, and truth be told, 
um, talking about this right now is really no different than other timelines, you know, when we have done this kind of thing in the past. So mm-hmm. it was it would be very rare that a board would adopt any language for a ballot before late July. That is very typical, you know, for a November time frame. Uh, we were adjusting our operating budget right in the spring, and so that took more time. So we might have had some work sessions a little bit earlier, but in terms of the uh, process to be thinking about the fall and on the ballot, it is not it is not too late. It is something okay. that's right about the time. I do want to just address, because listeners might say, Matt, why on God's green earth would you have just been talking about the operations budget and having to reduce the operations budget this spring, and you're talking about a new building, right? Or not, excuse me, an updated building additions and renovations to the building and so i think the key thing is that we have to understand that in minnesota school finance is highly regulated so operation budget and construction or uh, bonding work are two separate things and the key thing is that one of the things that we know is some especially some of these infrastructure updates would relieve our operating budget so there are parts where what we can bond in order to be able to save the operating budget in the future we also have to make sure that we take care of the buildings that have been entrusted to us. Um, if we don't take care of the facilities that are entrusted to us, um, that is a problem, and and that really damages you know the school district's ability to um, have trust with the public. We have taken care of our facilities. We've talked about this number of times. We are known uh, and have a, a well-earned reputation as good stewards of the public's dollars. So when we talk about those operational reductions, and uh, April, I understand that it's hard to think why would you come back with a an updated building uh, ask in the in the fall. But that is just the reality of Minnesota school finance. Superintendent Hillman is with us uh, with Northfield School District. We're just about out of time. Any final thoughts on this? Well, what we just want to do is make sure that the public is you know, paying attention to this. Um, we don't know where this is going to end up yet, but I just ask that uh, you uh, make sure that you talk to your friends and neighbors about, hey, the school district's thinking about this. Watch for more information coming out after the July 11th meeting, and then just make sure that there's going to be a lot of discussion. If we choose to have an election on this in the fall, uh, there's going to be a lot of other things on people's plates, and we need to make sure uh, that the voters understand where we're at, if that's the uh, route the board chooses to go. All right. Matt, thank you so much for being with us. Much appreciated. My pleasure. Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman. You're listening to 95.1 FM at AM 1080 KYMN Northfield. We've got uh, Rich and Tim coming up. If you need to ship a package or even pack a package, come to Graphic Mailbox. We'll take care of you. If you need a sign for your yard or your business or your latest crazy idea, come to Graphic Mailbox. We'll take care of you. If you need to copy or fax or scan or print or get a quote on a shipment to India, come to Graphic Mailbox. We'll take care of you. Graphic.